What's up, everybody? It is Tuesday, July 20th, and you are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. It's official. We are in the dog days of summer right now. We still got a good show today. There's some more uh, Aaron Rodgers news popping up, quote-unquote breaking news. A couple NFL teams are reporting to camp. Peter Schrager stops by to discuss the Cam Akers injury as he knows Sean McVay pretty well. He also talks about the last episode of this season of Flying Coach. And Pat and AJ chop it up about the Olympics, Space Jam 2, and everything else going on in the world. Let's get into it. There's a lot to talk about. I mean, Matthew Stafford conversation happened over the weekend Ooh. from a corner in San Fran to Tokyo Olympics. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. oh, God, no. Bring him back to... Masker week. They might be. Don't say it. Yeah, the Tokyo Olympics head of organizing committee, whatever the fuck that means, the head of organizing (laughs) committee has not ruled out a last minute cancellation. Is that because of the cardboard box beds? I don't know. Is that because Shakari Richardson, the fastest woman on the planet in the Olympics, will not be able to compete because she dabbled with a plant that potentially made her life a lot better as opposed to taking a pharmaceutical option and potentially spiraling? I don't know. I think it's because of what's going on with COVID. They said COVID! This son of a bitch! This rat bastard! COVID-19 allegedly potentially going to be able to... uh, to stop the Olympics or maybe delay the Olympics for another year? Will they just push back for another one? I don't know how this will go. All I do know is that all eyes are on Tokyo because this thing's supposed to start on Friday with no fans. No mm-hmm. fans. So I don't know how the opening celebration will go because that is a massive moment. Maybe there'll just be such a big drone spectacular and there'll be, well, the music couldn't happen because the person that was supposed to sing allegedly was saying terrible things back in the day on social media. <laughs> so they have even music. Do they even have music? We don't know. This is the. I grew up wanting to be in this. This is what I grew up in. Soccer. Wanting to be in the Olympics. I want to represent the United States on the U.S. men's national team. The Olympics is something I look forward to every single time they're on. In the winter, love everything about being cold. In the summer, I don't know what the fuck a triple backflip ollie whatever is, but mm-hmm. I know America's doing it better than everybody else, so I'm going to watch. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love the spectacle that is the Olympics that goes back what centuries almost at this point back to the greeks or however Uh it started in the amount of things that have been uh kind of brought together i think through the love of sport and through the international games and there's been some obvious scandals that have uh wrecked the olympics reputations maybe in that whole thing and icarus exposed that russia was potentially cheating for every olympic games and back in the day the germans and then i guess there's the olympics i think is something that are beautiful it's awesome it's for people that love sports such a cool thing even though it's not necessarily our sport it is the thrill of competition that bring everybody on earth together even in sports we don't know we're just kind of pulling for people i don't know who's running it i have no idea what's going on but this has been a shit show this whole thing has been a shit show and it's not because of um things that they could not uh, control or maybe steer around as if they saw an iceberg. It, these are these are self-caused problems from the Olympics and something that is absolutely beautiful. The people that seem to have the reins of the Olympics are are steering that particular 
either Texas Longhorn, like I like to ride on the weekends in Fort Worth stockyards, or a horse right into a terrible spot. Like so many other things I think that we've loved for so long, we've seen people get into charge and just kind of run it right into the fucking dirt. Hopefully that won't happen with the Olympics. Hopefully we'll be able to see the world's greatest do things like speed walking and and, and the... um, Floor routine, floor dancing, routine with the thing. Yeah. And, and, and Simone Biles is supposed to just go own everything. I'd like to watch the greatest of all time and Simone do her thing. But it feels like there's a chance that whether COVID is a problem still, uh, which I'm being told is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Correct. For sure. I'm being told COVID is still quite a problem. Uh-huh. Uh, remember, I am in my own world. And blinders. If it, if it, I got my blinders. <laughs> hey, listen. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. Let's not get distracted, okay? Let's keep our blinders on. You know what the horse does whenever they got to race them? They put the blinders on. You know why? Because that's the only thing they need to worry about. They don't need to worry about what the horse is here. They just need to worry about running straight. They need to stay focused. That's what we need to do. We need to blind us. That's my life, okay? And that, that was Chuck Pagano's speech actually to us a couple different times when there was distractions maybe that could pop off. But that's my life. I, I like my timeline. I like, uh, I, I'm very deep on Twitter on a very regular basis. So much of my wife probably hates it, but it's kind of what I do. It's kind of how I operate. It's how the show has to go. And my timeline is one that I thoroughly enjoy. So whenever shit gets into my timeline, it has to go like double generation to get in there if it's outside of my world. Politics, outside of my world. Science, by the way. (laughs) I mean, it was brought into my world, I guess, but that shit was way out of my world. But it has made its way in. I guess COVID has been sneaking its little fucking head back into my timeline, though. And I want to let you know, we're going to beat it. Hell yeah. Beat it. Have to. Come on. Have to. Come on. Going together. We've had arenas everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was in one the other night. It was magical. The world needs to keep that happening. Hopefully, we'll be able to figure it out. Hopefully, COVID will stay. We, I've heard people have been getting COVID again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. People who have already been vaccinated as well. Okay. So, thank you for that. That Boston <laughs> yeah. Connor. Thank you for no that. No problem. Man. Just updating you on the situation. At Ty here. Schmidt here as well. Are people, are like hospitals packed to the, are people dying? I'm not, I haven't heard, listen. I'm not getting into anything. I don't know anything. But I do know that everybody's acting like COVID's all the way back, like we're back whenever we were moving games in March Madness. Yeah. Right. That's how some people are acting. And I'm, I only know that because those people are getting into my timeline. I'm like, is this where we are? Are we doing this again? I guess masks are going back on yep. in California. Yeah. Mandates are happening mm-hmm. again. I guess other places there's mandates happening again. Are we back to that stage where people are just hospitals can't keep up and there's uh, uh, ice cream trucks going for dead bodies? Remember that was happening? Oh, at yeah. Point? God. I mean, the things that we were watching on the news every single night during that thing were alarming and incredibly scary. And I think, got it. There's people that are acting as if that is still happening, right? Is that what's going on? And is that why the if the Olympics get canceled, last minute there's a chance that all those people that potentially get into my timeline are going to be doing i don't don't think they'll be celebrating at all but that's going to get louder and louder are we headed am i oblivious because of my blinders am i oblivious to what's going are we fucked again from covid is this happening again i don't know i mean i hear there are whispers that covid is coming back or is back but i think there's rumors on the internet like john cena oh yeah yeah. exactly but i mean I couldn't see Cena. I don't know if you can see COVID nope. either. It's it's tough for us now too, because like you said, I mean, you were just in a packed arena. Like we've already packed. we've already wow. had that carrot out dangled in front of us. Like, hey, NFL stadiums are going to be full this upcoming season. Period. 
it's just, I mean, I think over there, too, I mean, it's the same deal. Some places where they don't have vaccines readily available, like stuff still going on. I mean, and who knows what to believe anymore, but. I think there's potential chaos on the Internet if the Olympics get canceled. I agree. And, and the Tokyo Olympic head of organizing committee not ruling out a last minute cancellation. Is that is that him just like CYA, like covering his ass? Because if he if he does or he or she comes out and says uh, it's canceled, then, well, why didn't you tell us that a couple of days before? And or is it the no fans, no boning, no nothing? No rule, sponsors. No yeah. sponsors that they're doing for the covid. Is that a, a in a move from one stage of risk? to another stage of risk just a couple days before the Olympics were uh, the moving process was supposed to go in there. So what the hell is going on? Well, he's got to be covering his ass, or, or she got to be covering their ass just because if people get uh, COVID while they're staying there, can't they look right to him like, hey. But it's already happened. Fuck? That's already There's already been people who are, who are there, like athletes who are supposed to be in the Olympics that have tested positive. So, like, what, I mean, at this point, canceling it like what is that like people are already testing positive yeah so what what do we do here and i did see too that they said like it is like a, a big concern is like that it is it's a bubble but like there are many many cracks in the security in terms of like whether or not people would be able to just be like all right fuck it i'm not staying in a bubble for my entire time well here. every country in the world is at this thing right mm-hmm. right I mean, I remember one time wanting to buy an island, create my own country, create an Olympic team, and maybe compete in every event. Yeah. Oh, it's a good idea. Yeah, it's smart. not that easy, but every I remember all those ceremonies you watch. It'll be like one person coming out oh, yeah. from a country that it's like, oh shit, where's that country? At? You like you learn a lot during the Olympics. I think about a lot. So that's probably what they're worried about as well as people coming from every place of the earth. Is that what's going on as well? I is mean, it, maybe, but don't you think uh, what happened in Brazil a couple of years ago? He, was it Ebola? No. Uh, Zika. Zika. Zika, Zika yeah. was uh, the big one. Right? That was going to shut down the Olympics mm-hmm. there for a little bit. They went on and ended up having the Olympics and locked. He got it locked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he pissed at a gas station. Oh, yeah. 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 Tough look for him. Did you? Did they pull out guns? He was like, yeah. 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 He's back, by the way. He's not like that anymore. There's That's documentary about how he's grown through that. And we all grow and mature in different levels, and that was obviously a terrible time. But in Brazil, the Zika was supposed to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. And then people were scared to go almost. And then now with this, I think a lot of people want to go. Yeah. And then they're like, almost, we don't want you to go. It's a wild time to be alive. Let's hope we have an Olympics. Hey, yeah, here we go. Hopefully. Can't, can't um, the NBA is happening. 3-2. Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks in six was chanted by every drunk in Milwaukee. Even the children, I think, are chugging beers over there. I have nothing but the utmost respect for that atmosphere. Could end tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. Giannis, real G's move in silence like Anta Takantapo. Anta Takumpo. There it is. You know, my issue is the way I remember things is I see the way it's spelled and then mm-hmm. like it pops up in my head. The way his name is spelled is not pronounced. So I want to let Giannis know I, I very am, I'm very sorry. I am a stooge that I can't pronounce that. But real G's move in silence like Giannis could win uh-huh. his first title tonight, right? Oh, yeah. MVP, MVP. This guy stinks. Can't lead a team. Give me everybody else. Could win a title tonight. Yes. First time for Milwaukee since like 1972 or something. And not Drew. It's Drew, Drew. Holiday out of New Orleans into Milwaukee. He could win a title tonight. Yep. And Chris Middleton, guy who went from the G League. Little Nice little story of him coming up. And then these guys hopefully... Join Team USA and turn that around, too. A couple weeks ago, Stephen A. said Chris Middleton is, uh, or not Stephen A., maybe it was Swag Goose. Uh, maybe 
maybe perk. it was Big Perk. It was Big, big Perk. Big Perk said uh, <laughs> yeah. these guys get max contracts or something. Like I forget who it is. There's been a lot of burials of a lot of people yeah. on ESPN. I am over people being over Perkins, by the way. Uh, it's bullshit. We, Give it up. We need more Big Perk. Yes. We don't need less Big Perk. <laughs> but he's everybody's saying, Chris Miller, this guy stinks, doesn't deserve a max contract. Get him out of here. He could win a title. In yeah, that's right. He might even win NBA Finals MVP. Who says no? I watched Space Jam last night. Oh, he's the whole thing. Oh, oh, here it. we go. How good yes. was that movie? Here we go. Yeah, we all knew I fell asleep during it. Oh, okay. okay. And I woke up and I fell back asleep. But I will say. Two naps. That's I will sense. say. They were doing a lot in that movie. I mean, every scene has 7,000 things that happen. I mean, at one point I saw Elmer Fudd. Is that his fucking oh, name? Oh, yeah. yeah. He shot something, then ran into a wall, and then like this happened, and then he brought in this. and then he... The amount of money they had to have spent on graphics and animation is so vast. I did see the Game of Thrones and mm-hmm. every other reference that they made that people are pissed off about. Mm-hmm. That movie just wasn't made for me. And the only reason no. why I'm saying this because I was watching I was like, this movie stinks. But if I was a kid and if I had watched any of these cartoons, I think that was also a big problem. Oh, the Looney Tunes? Yeah. This, is a, this is a bigger... I don't know anything about any... Did they all forget how to play basketball, by the way? I thought that was the big thing that they had played before. They were actually saying, we've done this before a couple of times. And then they had to have a whole basketball practice to learn how to play basketball. Well, but, they kind of stunk in the first one as well. I'm assuming they stink mm-hmm. in this one. They, they relied heavily on Jordan to oh, win yeah, them yeah, the game. And Lola. Lola was the only real yeah, player. Lola yeah, Lola Murray did have game. I don't. I mean, it was the number one movie of the weekend, so I don't want to bury it too much. It was a success story, but mm-hmm. I didn't fully understand what was going on out there, a lot of it. It wasn't for us. I didn't know why that was... A lot of the decisions that were made, I was like, I don't fully understand why that was made, but (laughs) it wasn't for us. The movie was huge. I guess they would would consider that a smashing success. Absolutely. LeBron, you know, logistically speaking, is a king, and that is a direct quote from the movie talking about his social media following. Uh, Yeah, he's talking about King uh, Al G is who you're talking about. That's right. Wait till you meet King Al G. Man. Yeah, be careful with Al G Rhythm. He hey, does not fuck around. Al G Rhythm's in your life. You don't even know about this guy. Exactly. Is that Don Cheadle? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There okay. See, that's why I want to see it, because I heard Don Cheadle delivers an excellent uh, performance. So he's doing a lot of acting, I think, with like nothing around him. Sure. You know, because a lot of the animation. Mm-hmm. So green screen. I think as you're watching, you're like, this guy, incredible thespian. Yeah. Because yeah. it's obvious that that ain't, or, and that ain't there. You know what I mean? Well, and that's what's interesting, too, is everyone always talks about, you know, I mean, LeBron's been great in everything he's acted in. Why does he need all the, the sideshow stuff? To, is it covering up for maybe the fact that he isn't a very good thespian? He was asked to be in Space Jam. This is Warner. I don't even... Well, I'm just saying, Todd. maybe him and Vernon Davis sit down one-on-one, and he gives him game about how you actually act in these movies, and... So you're we saying be, LeBron's a bad actor? Is that what you're I, saying? I'm just saying that I've seen that out there. And I know from seeing, you know, multiple things. But, yeah, I mean. I don't think he was bad. Not uh, me, Bron. I don't not me, Bron. God awful. <laughs> not me. So you're saying that LeBron, after this, is not going to go on to have a massive lucrative acting career. I was saying there were some lines in there that I didn't know why LeBron was forced to say. <laughs> okay. What in the Matrix, hell? Well, there was, I mean, like, that was pretty good. That one was tough. That was in the trailer. Well, and then there's, there's, one, there's one early. There's one early that... Uh, you know, when they're setting the scene or whatever, he's big. He's big douche early. Or yeah, oh, when sure. he's a kid or when he's a dad? When he's a dad, okay. he's big douche early. And he's oh, it's method acting. That well, no, <laughs> you see, come on, that's man. what I was worried about. You know, because I was a LeBron fan. Watched the first fifteen minutes on Saturday. Was it, well, so that's the big <laughs> thing. I mean, Team MJ. That was Whoa. the thing. No, I'm never. Whoa, <laughs> we're talking basketball or life. 
both. Well, see, the stories I've heard about old buddy before the social media also make me go like, all right, let's not maybe either yeah. situation here. But MJ's a guy. That's out of towners. If That's I was friends with MJ, I would be super pumped. Hell Absolutely. yeah. Okay, I'd be super <laughs> pumped. Would love to be friends with MJ. But I think on the court, everybody acts like LeBron couldn't have played back whenever Jordan played. He could have. He's six foot eight. He's, he could have sure. figured it out. Just like Jordan could have figured it out now. I just think it's two different sports. So I'm not getting into that whole team MJ, team LeBron. But I will say there were some lines that I think LeBron in the script that I think he, I wish he would have fought a little bit harder against. Okay. Oh, which ones? Okay, just a little bit hard. I don't know. There was a time where... There's a time in the movie, I don't, without giving too much away, but it's almost like his kid is his dad. You know, like his. Oh, really? His, they 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 perceive LeBron as a, a doofus oh, for yeah. a lot of us. Okay. Is a, a big fat doofus, and not fat, but obviously he's in great shape. Big doofus, massive doofus for a lot of it. So early, I go to myself like. LeBron should have said, I ain't saying that because whatever. So I think a lot of the lines that he would never say did look a little bit forced. Sure. Okay. And I think that is what people may be uh, alluding to because the lines that he was saying, there's no way that's him in real life. <laughs> there's no oh. way. He's playing LeBron James. Okay. But there are some lines in there where you'll be like, there's no way that's LeBron James, especially after watching the shop with how cool he is. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or without, maybe. What's that? Well, or maybe, you know, the shop could be one of his greatest performances yet. If, if we're looking at this. Oh, yeah. So either way, great more. actor. Then. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. So either way, well, it's a great actor. As a voice actor, I mean, yeah. you probably slept through the animation, but as a voice actor, he was second to none. I don't think yeah. the animation really looked like him much either. Am I no. wrong in thinking that? Well, I, they had to spend so much goddamn money on all the Looney Tunes. You know, they had to like his, cut corners somewhere. His cartoon popped up, and I was like, with his voice coming out of it, I was like, okay, so that's definitely LeBron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta be him. But, but you didn't know at first. But I, I did, yeah, that's the way it happens. But as, the, as his head is popping out, I'm like, that doesn't, I don't know if that's like the best cartoon of the. I go down to State Fair right here to see a caricature. They, I assume they would draw that song bitch a little bit. Tight. We get Dirty Gertie to draw one. I think yeah. Dirty Gertie, but uh-huh. I don't know. That was, that was just one. Of, there's a lot of things in there where you're like, why was this the decision that was made? So it's not for us. You got to nope. watch it. Exactly. Though. But there is not for us. But you, you say to yourself, like, good. It was it that why is like that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Like it's is that just like yeah? What are you talking about? <laughs> He's got the sleeve and everything and the tattoos. I guess man. You wearing a watch there? No, it's just nah, sweatpants. It sweat sweatpants. There actually is quite a scene down there. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. We have some big news for. You. Yeah. Your favorite men's healthcare brand, Roman, is now available at Walmart. Roman's Ooh. non-prescription products have got you covered with everything from sexual health. What? Aaron, you're about to get back in the game, by the way. Yeah, Let's yeah. go. Should send him some. We should. Or just send them to Walmart because it's available yeah. there. Roman yeah. and Walmart. Mm-hmm. And everything from sexual health to everyday health. Your well-being is important and taking care of it should be simple. Now you can add to cart in real life. Ooh. Roman now available at Walmart. We're in your area. Let's go take care of it. And also, special Roman condoms are new and exclusive to Walmart. You won't find them anywhere else. Designed ultra thin, lubricated for pleasure, and FDA cleared because safe is sexy. Oh, yeah. 
Roman swipes are an easy, discreet way to delay ejaculation and increase sexual stamina. They're fast acting and your partner will enjoy them too because there's no passed along desensitization if you use it as intended. Longer, better sex with Roman swipes. Roman condoms keep you safe. And also, they got testosterone supplements. They got hair supplements. Roman has everything to make you the best you possible. Visit your local Walmart store today and check out Roman's line of men, healthcare, products. All clinically tested and make you best you possible. Uh, let's go to the real news of the day. Uh-huh. We said all that to say this. Aaron Rodgers turned down a two-year extension. No. Allegedly, it's being reported. Adam Schefter, the man who's had all the information accumulated through uh, a matter of time about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Adam Schefter tweeted, this offseason, the Packers offered Aaron Rodgers a two-year contract extension that would have tied him to Green Bay for five more seasons and made him the highest-paid quarterback and player in football. Rodgers declined the offer. Proof. It's not about the money. Wow. So what happened was maybe in one of those plane trips out to see Aaron that was reported in the initial report from Adam Schefter, which at the time said, according to league and team sources, this entire thing Aaron wants out. Then Adam Schefter would go on to later say it was an accumulation of information. And the reason why I dropped it on the draft is just because even though when we read the initial uh, report as we were reading it, it seemed like, oh, this this is coming from oh, Green this Bay. This yeah. seems to be coming from Green Bay. I said that publicly. I said, just my initial reaction was, it sounds like a lot of this information that Schefter's potentially getting, and it did say, according to league and team sources in the news break, is coming from Green Bay because it was like painting an image like, hey, we're trying our best. We flew out to him. This is what's going on, blah, blah, blah. That's That was my take on it. Then I was asked privately by somebody who told me that that was from Green Bay. I said that was just from reading it with a brain. <laughs> that that is what, as somebody that's been in there, I was then told it wasn't just from Green Bay sources. It might not have been from Green Bay sources. I'm like, well, why did say team? They're like, well, it could have been any team. I'm like, okay, so now we're now we're kind of Semantics. picking and choosing. Yeah. <laughs> but if it was agents potentially talking to Schefter or other teams talking to Schefter or the Packers or maybe Aaron's team talking to Schefter, it seems slighted in the fashion that Green Bay was trying to do everything to get Aaron back. There was no real side from Aaron. We thought that. That would prompt Aaron to respond. Aaron did not because I think there was real shit popping off behind the scenes. When that news broke via Schefter's accumulation of news is how he has titled it. I don't think Aaron, his team, or maybe even the Packers, who knows? I still think that was 100% the Packers, but that is just my opinion. That is not a fact. That could be completely wrong. The Packers were trying to paint the image to their fans about what was going on, and they might lose Aaron and piss off Aaron. And you've all seen what's going on for the years. We are fucking up, but this is what we have tried to do. Mm-hmm. Please be on our side. We're going to follow up with an email to everybody about everything that's happened and make some statements saying this has d- divided us. and just, like, So it seems like that's the case, but I think Aaron and his team didn't know it was going to go public because these types of conversations, especially at the quarterback position with hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars at stake just financially let alone legacies and careers and privately these conversations are very big conversations they happen often behind closed doors we live in a world where almost everything gets out but you rarely hear that type of drama especially if it was business or anything like that between the head of an organization which is Aaron and Mark Murphy Gunter Kuntz and the boys there so as this news was rolling out we never heard anything back from Aaron wondering what Aaron's side was he literally 
just stayed back and said, let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. Quiet, 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 quiet. We ask AJ, you heard anything? No, I haven't heard anything. AJ, you know anything? No, I haven't heard anything. Okay, he's out in Hawaii. Something big pops off. What happens? Miles Teller gets jumped. Oh, yeah. In the bathroom by yeah. who knows. That yeah. is a criminal investigation that is currently happening in Maui, Hawaii. We hope Miles Teller is okay. He looked great at the UFC fight he was at a couple weeks ago. Well said. He did. Quiet, quiet, quiet. The match happens. Mm-hmm. Aaron says a couple things. Very sly. Uh, Barkley's trying to get him. The host is trying to get him. Fitz is trying to get him. Everybody knows that they have an opportunity for seven hours. Is that how long the match was? Yeah, just about. Yeah, Ten roughly. hours yeah. of the match to get something out of this. And Aaron, very incredibly well done, turned himself back babyface, by the way, through that entire thing and said, we'll figure it out. Let's see what's going on. And I think as we have... Um, invested time into this situation via an entire sports media. Not just us. Everybody has talked about this, although we get attacked for talking about it a lot often because I think a lot of Packers fans do listen to this show. Shout out to the Packers and the Packers faithful and the Packers organization. But I think as we continue to dive into this, we realize like, oh, this guy has a real gripe. I, I think yeah. a lot of people were like, hey, with what what's going on in Tampa? What's going on in Kansas City with the elites of the elites and what happened with Peyton in Denver whenever he left India and went to Denver. Even in India, he was all right, but he got the keys to the city in Denver. He got the keys to the building in Denver. Seems like Tom and Bruce very much on the same page. Whatever Tom wants down there, it's going to work. He's going to be allowed to do it. He's going to win a Super Bowl. Then you look in Kansas City. They are just feeding Patrick Mahomes. We are building this around Patrick Mahomes to do it. Russell Wilson saw what was going on in other places. He's like, hey, I want to be remembered as top five quarterback all time with what's going on here. That ain't working. He has a gripe, allegedly. Now there was an offer. It was turned down. He's back with Pete Carroll. Hey, we're still friends. And then old buddy's poking his head in the side of that press conference, and they must have figured that out. But that ripple effect of seeing – very good quarterbacks where there are only a few of them, okay? To get in the NFL, you got to be good, all right? Obviously, you got to be better than, what, 99% of humans that have ever stepped foot on a football field ever in their entire life. You got to be better than them. To get to the NFL is not easy. There's only a couple guys, though, that are up there. I think there will be more, obviously. That's how the game continues, and the NFL will go on forever because there will be a next generation of greats and everything like that. Patrick Mahomes is poking his head in there. There are other young guys. Lamar Jackson has a chance. If he goes on and wins a Super Bowl or two, he has a chance. But there's only a couple guys that are getting to see what the other couple guys in their very small fraternity have been able to do. And you could see how they go, why am I not getting a chance to fucking just load up and say, hey, we need this, we need this. I think this is how day-to-day should operate, by the way. I think we should keep this person around because although their 40 might not be the best, in the locker room, they are absolutely loved. And in our team, that should, that should be all. We're looking to be talented, we're looking to be tight, and we're looking to be terrific on the football field. That is what the goal should be. And if you have two different ideas of, oh, we're trying to be good but not great, we're trying to save money, we're trying to do this, we have this idea, we're trying to turn over, look for the future so we're great for the next 15 years, years even though you have a chance to win right now we're just trying to be sustained great as opposed to sustained elite i mean there are quick elite i mean there's just so many ideals that could potentially pop off and i think it all stems from what's going on with tom what happened with peyton what's happened with patrick mahomes right now fans are a little bit more understanding like you could see why aaron would want to have the situation in these other places and in green bay you could 
have the situation to do that. These people are choosing not to, whether it's past decisions, current decisions, and I don't trust them with future decisions. I'm 30-some years old. I am in my prime. Yeah. Best thrower of a football ever. Yep. It's already documented, talked about, everything like that. How come that... And that's where we sit, and we stand. And now Schefter says a two-year extension was offered. It would make him the highest paid. What does that mean? Does that mean year-to-year total? Because Patrick Mahomes getting half a billion dollars. Right. Are you going on each year-to-year salary as average? What are you going off of? Who knows what that meant? But he said no, and I think it's more – I think it's much more has to do with, like, do you see what everybody else who is incredible at football is getting the opportunity to do? I would like to have a little bit of a say because I understand the high school football, the player is the dumbest person out there. The smallest amount of football information in their brain has touched because they're still learning the game. In college, the college coaches are not only the gatekeeper, but also they're the people that are still teaching and learn. You're, you're still learning fundamentals and everything like that. Whenever you're 15 years in the NFL, 20 years in the NFL, your football IQ probably fucking better than everybody's yeah. on earth. To get that respect and feel that respect, which I think Tom was looking for, yep. Peyton always had it, by by the way, in Indy, he had it. But in Denver, they just said, hey, whatever the fuck you need to do, you do it. I think there's going to be more guys that are going to be looking for that opportunity. Aaron is the one right now who's kind of odd man out with that type of freedom and power. Who's going to be next? I guess we'll have to see there. But this Aaron Rodgers situation is fascinating. Well, and you couple all that stuff with what we've talked about ad nauseum in terms of like, yeah, he not only not having really like a say, but then feeling slighted and disrespected and like jabbed and poked and prodded when you talk about guys you like and stuff like that. Just stuff that like teams don't really do to like a franchise quarterback. And then, yeah, I mean, I don't understand why this is all getting, you know, kind of repackaged as breaking news because I I feel like we have known this for a long time that the Packers tried to offer him some sort of extension, although it's pretty clear that they're kind of okay with Jordan Love, so it doesn't really make that much sense that they would that they would necessarily want Rodgers around for five, the next five years. Yeah, so what's that mean? So now we got like a, a little bit of a mixed communication on what the Jordan Love pick was for them because remember, exactly. it's not just drafting Jordan Love. It's trading up to go get Jordan Love and not saying anything to your guy. Andy Dalton was a member of the Chicago Bears for four weeks, maybe two weeks. I forget how many, maybe a week. I forget what it was. And they called him to tell him they were trading up to draft Justin Fields just because, hey, hey, this is business. This is how how we're going to do it. We're doing business together. This is how we do business. I think it's all those amateur-like business decisions that have been made behind closed doors, but then also the decisions that have been made on paper to roster and to things he said and everything like that. It's just a bunch of smacks in the mouth. It really is. And, and I know there's people that are against him because of the preconceived notion that he was just big, massive drama douchebag because he refused to answer any of the stories that came out for, about him from two to three people mm-hmm. were saying the same thing. Yeah. And he refused. He, he said, what? Kill, him, kill with him, in, him with indifference. Kill him with indifference. He didn't answer it. So I told him literally the first time I met him, I was like, hey, how come you didn't like you? Uh, if I come out and answer one, then I got to answer everybody. I just kill him. That's not really my thing. Like he's more of like a thing. I'm like, yeah, but I feel like everybody, those things snowball. Like one person's opinion who heard this story. Now they're telling somebody that's their friend's opinion because they didn't even hear that story. They just heard you say it and it kind of spiraled. That's why I took so much, I think pride in the Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays mm-hmm. because it was a conversation with a guy we I knew nothing about. I didn't know anything no, about the guy. nothing. Still don't talk to him often. I do have um, 
some information on a couple of things though from a source. Whoa, okay, whoa, from a pretty whoa. good source. But I don't talk to. But I think that was one of those things where the misunderstanding of what an Aaron Rod, what Aaron Rodgers is led to people now and i think green bay potentially thinking they could leverage that in a business way to make him look like the bad guy mm-hmm. which is why i think the information was leaked to adam Schefter from everybody league, yeah, league, league and team sources. league and team sources yeah. with Schefter, by the way he's dialed in plugged in he's at the top he just interviewed alex guerrero which is the tb12 guy so anything Schefter ever says about Tom Brady, we know, okay, Schefter's got a guy very tight to mm-hmm. that camp. He said uh, Tom's going to play probably until he's 45, two more years or whatever is what Alex Guerrero said, TB12 founder, the pliability of Hell the yeah. world founder. But it's like Schefter's very good, incredible what he does. He's not saying something for no reason. Schefter's saying something because he's being told. Who's telling him is what you have to break down? And I think Green Bay was potentially feeding some information. It had to have been, right, if they're taking three trips, unless yeah. Aaron's agent was talking, which Aaron's agent ain't going to do no, that. No. So is it Miles Teller telling people? I don't know who it could potentially be. It would have to be the team. So I think they were trying to leverage his potential persona that people had of him against him with this business stuff happening. And then Aaron literally just stayed quiet. And now we're at a point where I think in 2021, where you learn more about everything than you could have ever imagined. There's information about every situation available to you, basically right in the palm of your hand. I think now we're at a point where people are like, yeah, the guy deserves to fucking go and get it. That's what everybody else is doing. They made the NFC Championship twice. Yes. Back-to-back years. Back-to-back years. They could go win a Super Bowl. You add a couple things and do some things. And I'm sure Aaron has a much better feel on what it is. And I think he just wants to be listened to, just like Tom wanted to be listened to in New England. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with the Aaron thing is you think that it would go back to maybe the Jordan Love pick. But it goes back so goddamn far. Like, I had no idea about Jordy. I mean, I feel like even AJ uh, wanting to take less money and them still basically telling him to leave and who's one of Aaron's closest friends. There's just so many layers to it that you can't really point to one thing but the back-to-back NFC championships and then basically just being like, ah, well, you're probably on your way out. There's nothing we can do to get this team over the hump. It's it's ridiculous that that would happen. Well, and also we've learned that to get money to spend for the Packers, very simple. Easy. Mm -hmm. The Packers could spend... Whenever, yeah. however, whatever, basically. Defer to football. He's kind of what Brant, Andrew Brant told yeah. us. He was formerly in a contract. I think he was the right. salary like, yeah. cap yeah, the, guy. Yeah, the vice president of finance or something. And he said, anytime you went to that board and said, hey, we want to make this deal, they're like, yep, fucking do it. Sure. Yeah, 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 okay. do it. yeah, do it. So it's like you have power now given to people. And this is the owner conversation. Yeah. And not every owner is going to be able to handle Kraft was able to manage, I guess, for mm-hmm. another couple of years and extend it, but it was still much different, I think. And who knows, 10 years down the road, we'll probably hear more stories from either Tom or Bill, and hopefully they'll be friends at that point, so they'll be able to... Who knows? I, I don't... Who gives a fuck if they're friends after that? <laughs> yeah. to be as long honest, as they tell us what the hell happens. Yeah, but yeah. there's a chance we learn about a lot more of that. Maybe we'll find out that Kraft did do a lot of, yeah. like, kind of mending fences. Yeah. But with no owner, you just kind of got to... Like, you just got to hope, I guess, that yeah. the people that are in power will do the team right, you know, and who's voting. For, I mean, it's just like, what if it gets in the hands of the wrong person? And maybe, I'm not saying it is, NFC Championship couple, but what if there are some decisions that aren't the right decisions being made? With the owner, you can defer to somebody. Like, hey, this is your money. This is your pocket. You can do this. In the Packers situation, there's none of that. It's like, this person is the end-all, be-all. It's not his pocket. It's not his thing. Who's getting deferred? You know what I mean? Does would Aaron, if he's actually, and we've asked this question before, would he have to go into that that board with a pitch deck? Yeah. 
Like, is that what he would have to do? Like, how do you... The owner thing is much bigger than I ever realized as a player, as a fan, until I got into this and started following along with the Packers. I, um... Uh, speaking of this situation... Here we go. Okay, I... I, I Potential breaking news. Okay. I'd say definitely. My sources have told me. Very good sources, by the way. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's just go ahead and say very good sources. Um, Aaron Rodgers has never had his house deep cleaned by anyone. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. That's what my sources have told me. I thought it was scheduled for this week. Yeah. He has been doing it the last 10 years. I have never had my house deep cleaned. Oh, shit. Aaron told me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, my source. sources. There we go. It is a good source. It's I did not lie. Uh-huh. I've never had my house deep cleaned by anyone but my amazing cleaner. So I think he has somebody. Personal. That, yes, I believe. I don't know. Maybe Lace knows this lady. I'm Doubt like it. The lady that posts on Facebook. I don't think so. Maybe Lace or, or man, whoever it is. Maybe Lace knows this. But I've never had my house deep cleaned by anyone but my cleaner mm-hmm. okay hmm. also the country club renewal isn't something like i pick and choose to do so huh. wow. i honestly believe aaron might be living like an amish person for a while coming back into the world mm-hmm. he saw our video yesterday about his house being deep cleaned. he's like what the fuck <laughs> 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 sends me a text like yeah, this come on and not then, true and i wonder if he just got caught up on the country club news like you know what i mean like yeah, did boy. he just get caught up on the country club he's like i did not i did not so i don't think he was telling me that to say like hey i am cutting all ties in green bay i think he was saying like hey this is some bullshit yeah. stories. Yeah, a little house cleaning. Let's go ahead and take this thing. Uh, let's take it easy. Which we suspected yesterday when we No! I mean, well. you know, yeah, it's it's nice. But the, the Brian County supervisor's office isn't just giving out, hey, we're cleaning Roger's house next week. All right, tell everybody. Tell everybody you know. They're not doing that. But that is the story. <laughs> That is the oh, Aaron yeah. Rodgers story. Yeah. The country club renewal was massive. Huge. I mean, Huge. Aaron, welcome back to society. He's probably not here now. No, uh, yeah, he already quick checked trip. in. Yeah, yeah, he's already yeah. checked in. Checked hey, out. if it's Friday, Aaron, SmackDown tonight's going to be a good one. John yeah. Cena's going to be here. Yeah. Tune in. Tune in. Whenever you come back, I don't mm-hmm. know when you're coming back, but so the house cleaning thing ain't real. Okay. He's not selling the house, and it doesn't mean he's coming back. No. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. Nah. We don't the know. The golf thing, it's not like that. That just happens. He can eat that one and be okay. So we are still right now in the same moment we were two months ago with this situation. <laughs> on draft night. No information. Yeah. Well, and for a while there, I was expecting you know him to show up the first day of camp. I figured it'd just be like, you know, yeah, he's not going to show up until then. And then Sheft, or, or uh, not Schefter, but Rap, Rap Sheet came on and told us like, well, he's probably going to go to camp, but it's not going to be the first day. It I don't know if he's there the first day. I think he is a Packer, though, is what uh, Rap Porson were like. What? So... What are we missing here? What does that mean? Well, what do you know? Yeah. By the way, I did not abuse that text message. No, not at all. Which, no, I'm saying I did not. Uh, I did not text back like, oh, so wait a minute, go- what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. So you're not selling your house? You are selling your house? What's going on? Are you uh, are you going to golf there ever again? Do you see yourself ever golfing there? Again? I did not do a full journalism breakdown, and I apologize. I've let down the world, but I did get an update from a very good source on the situation. Yeah, very reputable. And at this point, it does feel like the one year. And then, you know, see you later, Green Bay is the most likely situation. Yeah, Peter uh, King put that, or um, Monday morning quarterback, 
or Breer? Football Morning in America. Breer, somebody, Football Morning in America, one of them. Every Monday, those are, and I think Peter's back from his break. Tariko did the last one. <laughs> I was asked to do the Peter King break uh, blog thing last year. No way. Year. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted a copy of it four weeks early. Okay. It had to be 17,000 words. Oh. So yeah, a little late. pass, Pete. <laughs> He wanted you to write about a story a month before the article was going to drop. He wanted to see it, give it a full rundown, mm-hmm. do the whole thing. I'm like, grammar check. I'm like, I appreciate that. I understand your due diligence and everything like that. But who has the time to write two books four months before they're going out? Not I me. Find someone else, buddy. <laughs> not me. And I assume not everybody has to do that. I, he probably has a lot more trust than a lot of other people. Huh. He doesn't want you saying the F word. Something to think about. Hey, I would put F dash dash dash. That'd have been good. Take up more space. Smart. Yeah, maybe even the star. Star's good. Well, yeah, yeah, I might put star. 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 <laughs> Everybody in Indianapolis is incredibly enthused and pumped about the person joining us right now via satellite. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how AJ feels about it, but I'm excited about it, as are the boys here. AJ, how's Ohio? Excited for the next guest? Oh, man, people, like, during that break, I had people pounding my door down. They were so juiced. Might have been Axel. I heard he does that every single day. That's why he might end up in space, but he ain't working for anybody else. Joining us now, a man who might have an inside information if he was to in space and with everything happening in the NFL, ladies and gentlemen, Emmy-nominated host of Good Morning Football, also co-host of Flying Coach. The last episode airs manana on Spotify, ladies and gentlemen, Peter Schrader. Yeah! Come on, Pete! Hey. What are you doing? Drinking diner? You playing a little flip cup? A little red solo cup for you today on a wonderful Tuesday afternoon in New York. Hey, you can flip that thing well or no? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. A lot of training. Really? What, what is <laughs> yeah. your uh, what is the technique of choice? Are you a finger flipper? Are you a shoulder flipper? Are you a scooper and grabber with the other hand? Mm. What is your style? Shoulder. It's actually that's a great point. It's all in the shoulder, and if you get the shoulder, you can really yeah. get it going. But uh, I like being the anchor. I like being the one with all the pressure. Game on the line. Nice. Bring it to me. I'll do it. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll finish the job. You're a one flipper, yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, if I'm not doing one flip, uh, it's a letdown. And it's a long, long night of thinking about how I could replay it in my head and could have gone about things differently. I've always said flip cup is the best party game because the atmosphere is that of a sporting event. Everybody's involved, the electricity, the energy. And you can you can handicap it, too, just by putting more beer in your cup if you have better drinkers than the other team. It's the, it's the best game. I, I, can I... I can I give you a hot take, Pat? I'm actually not a fan. If you're at a big party, I'm not a fan of the Beirut beer pong situation. I feel like it is very isolating. It is something that it's just for those four people. Now, look, if you're paired up with a female that you want to get to know better and you want to have some time, and that's a good opportunity for that. But for the general party atmosphere, those games go on forever. I agree. It's only those four people. Everyone's watching. I, I like agree. the flip cup. I'm more of a let's all bring it in together. I agree, Shrakes. And also, I mean, if you get caught with four bad players, oh, oh man, boy. you can't even watch. Like, like people will watch as a spectacle. You yeah. know, maybe yeah, it's something to do. If it's something to do, but then you're ultimately going to find yourself. If there is a flip cup game and there are people pounding tables, I mean, it's just a much different vibe. I mean, I'm happy you're on our team, though, Shriggs. I would have never guessed yeah. that, by the way. I want to let you yeah. know that. I would have I pegged you as a, oh, I have a great beer, beer pong. <laughs> yeah. I would have tagged you as that. Yeah. Maybe a dice guy? You played the dice Ooh. game ever? did do a dice. Look, quarters was a thing when yeah. I was in college. Did you, um, you have a guy that rolled it off your nose? Oh yeah, oh those. I mean, that was it was a. Uh, oh, here we go. It's like the guy who takes out the acoustic guitar at the party. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 
Thank you for joining us. And AJ, I think, agrees with everything we're saying. We're down to earth people here. And AJ, sorry about that. I think we cut you off three times in that whole thing. And that, that's another day for you, though, and I appreciate you being able to do that. Uh, Shregs, you probably played flip cup or beer pong or maybe even quarters with a guy who's a head coach of the Los Angeles Rams. That's why you guys are so tight. Last episode of Flying Coach comes out tomorrow. We're excited for it. But let's talk about the Rams. There's some breaking news going on right now. You had a breaking news as well. Cam Akers tears Achilles. You're reporting they're not necessarily interested. They like who's in their running back room already. Adrian Peterson's out there. There's some other names. What's the feel out of the Rams camp, you think? Well, we spoke early this morning um, before the news went went massive, and it was it was not the uh, world is ending, the Rams are doomed, our offense can't run. It's a great feeling of anguish from the Rams building because they love that kid, Cam Akers, and he was set to have a huge season. But this is not going to be, oh, my God, we got to bring Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell or Adrian Peterson. And they think the running back room is fairly deep and that the way this offense works, they're going to be okay and they're going to be all right for now. Now, look, we have a whole training camp. Let's see. They can assess it. But this is not, hey, let's get in line and go bring in some veteran because we're worried we just lost our 30 carries from Cam Akers. I, I also think that this offensive game plan it's going to be pass-focused more than just run-the-ball-focused. And Cam Akers was such a dynamic receiver out of the backfield. And what he did in the playoffs was take the ball under center a few times in that wildcat against the Packers in that game, which was pretty exciting. He offers a lot as far as variety. He's not just, hey, run the ball, three yards, cloud of dust. What he does is you can't really replicate it with a Gurley or a Le'Veon Bell or an Adrian Peterson at this point in their careers. Shriggs, it seems like uh, like McVay is very, very excited about having Matthew Stafford there. Like, can you get a sense when you talk to him when you do these podcasts? Just does he? Is he? It seems like he's almost giddy. Like, and he can't wait for the season to start and what he has. Yeah, AJ, it's a term I had never heard before doing this podcast, and he's mentioned it about a dozen times. Um, above the neck is that a term you've ever heard? That the above the neck is through yeah. the roof and. Listen, it's almost like a zero-sum game when he talks publicly about Stafford. When he says something good about Stafford, it's viewed as an insult to Jared Goff. That is not the case. He and Jared actually have a far better relationship right now than anyone would imagine. They're fine. And Sean has a lot of love for Jared. They got this rule. But what Stafford does pre-snap, during the, game, during the place, it's not even like they've had a chance to see it, the two of them, out in action together. It's more what Sean sees on film and their conversations. So, yes, he's very excited about what Stafford does. His arm is as live as it's ever been. He's healthy. But it's the above-the-neck stuff, which, you know, is a lot of the stuff they say about Rodgers. When, when he was first, you know, really finding his groove in the 2010, 2011, 2012 season, it's like what he can do pre-snap and what he sees and in, with the shot clock at five seconds can make a play call and a design that's something that no one else can do because cerebrally he's so quick. Sean sees that in Stafford. Stafford is really good physically, really good mentally and i think they're really excited to work together did you hear what old ward said up there in san fran that was fascinating to me and did mcveigh hear that uh what ward said uh cornerback who said still matt stafford i mean what are we yep. even talking about and then i think he said jared goff got them the super bowl and he's out of there yeah his exact quote shout out to uh florio and pro football talk for quoting this he's the same quarterback who was on detroit Lions, and they still didn't get a playoffs they had megatron 
All right, what was the problem over here in Detroit? Well, there's not enough time in the fucking day, pal, <laughs> to get into that. But um, is Sean McVay, is he cognizant of any of this stuff that's going on? There's a lot of people that think Stafford is not good at football, and I am not one of them. I'm yeah. not one of them. I've always been on the – I've watched the Lions games because we have a guy who's mm -hmm. from Detroit, and he – if you're really friends with somebody, you want to watch their team so you could potentially, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. rub a bit, run it, <laughs> yeah. it, like that that whole thing. But also, I got a chance to meet Stafford at a wedding, and he was super cool. So I'm like, okay, this guy's cool. He's good. I think the world is going to be excited. Does McVay know about any of that or even care at all? Like, is he the type of guy who's like, uh, wait till they see what Matthew? Like, is that has that been something you've kind yeah, of? Yeah, it's not. There's there's no like chip on the shoulder. It's you and me versus the world. And I would say that interview was actually done by a guy named Grant Cohn, who's a local. San Francisco beat reporter and kudos to him. He got Jimmy Ward for an hour and basically kept our show. Good morning football afloat with those kind of quotes for a week when there was no other news. And Jimmy Ward, a lot of that stuff that he was saying at Atlanta was like, he was actually respectful of Stafford's game. He was like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't get why all of a sudden they're the Super Bowl favorite when we've beaten them four times in a row and Jared Goff took him to a Super Bowl. I respect that honesty. And from the Niners point of view and their defense, you know, McVay's offense hasn't been lights out. They held them to 20 points and 16 points last year when they were all injured. So what are we, what are we doing here? What are we, what, what are we oohing and eyeing about? And I think that's a big opinion amongst a lot of people. Now, does Sean hear it? Not directly, not necessarily, but he's aware of what's going on in the periphery. Tell and him. I think Stafford is aware as well. It's not one of these things where they go to sleep with bulletin board material, put a picture of Jimmy Ward up on their mirror or anything. But they're aware it's happening, and I'm sure it's going to come up at some so at some point in the pep talks in the August uh, training camp sessions. That's awesome. Can't wait to hear it. I'm excited for the world to see Matthew Stafford. I, I also enjoy that he's saying that. Now, San Fran played Detroit twice, I believe, since he's been there. And who won? Yeah. Well, one of the games. Yeah. yeah. St Detroit beat him. And then on Pretty that, bad. yeah, I mean, it was it's, it was just fascinating to hear. Yeah, like, who's, oh. whose wedding were you at with, with Stafford? I love playing the social game. Who was it? Let's do the connections, Kevin Bacon style. No, I don't play those connections games, Shrek. Really? Go ahead, Ty. No, I don't play Wouldn't even name the player. Shrek, I don't play those games. Uh-uh. You hear me? I, I don't do that. No, yeah, Shrek. I'm trying to connect your career and Stafford's. I want to see it's the not a player. Oh, don't worry. Hey, Jay. Hey, we don't need fucking Blue's Clues here, pal. You hear me? Go ahead, Ty. Shrek, with the bit. report uh, that Schefter released this morning, uh, do you see any changes in the Aaron Rodgers situation, even though it wasn't really breaking news and it was just repackaged as breaking news? And also, I know you don't really do it, but uh, who's going to be the guest on Flying Coach tomorrow? <laughs> um, no, we'll get the news. Adam's got it. He's like, there's an offer, and he, and he declined it. I think we all knew that the intention for Rodgers was never about money. He makes a ton of money, and it's not the way he seems to – be guided. He certainly doesn't uh, ever come off as a guy who needs more more coin. Um, but I think it goes back to what Aaron said all along and what he said with Kenny Mayne, which I think was the best um, you know little insight with uh, since this stuff came out at the draft from Aaron's side of it. And it was basically it's like it's a people business, and I don't feel like they're running things like uh, uh, an organization should. It's very corporate, and when you get between. The draft and now two quotes from the president and one of them is saying that Aaron's situation has divided the fan base and the other one saying complicated fella it sheds a light on some of the stuff that Aaron might be alluding to um but yes I don't think there's any number money wise that he would say okay well let's let bygones be bygones at this point and I always defer to AJ Hawk on these situations when we're on this together because I'm I'm uh, assuming and I'm reading between the lines and I'm going with what I know but certainly Aaron's not driven by an extra million dollars or two at this point no, I don't think it. Yeah, he's made it 
clear from the beginning, hasn't he? That it's not about money, not about a new contract. I think you hit it. You hit it right on, Shreg. Like, and if you listen to Mark Murphy, the comments that he has said publicly, and you actually think about it, you're like, yeah, this is what Aaron said, right? Like, this is yeah. Shreg. You wouldn't do relationship. It's all it is. Shreg, you wouldn't do what we did though at the beginning of that because Ty asked you a leading question, basically saying like, this isn't breaking news. <laughs> like, right? We all agree, and you're like, ah, oh, it's a piece of news. You said, mm-hmm. it, I guess it is, but that's kind of been this entire story, right? And we, we, you, and us, and everybody has been like, AJ, what the hell's going on? And AJ's like. Unless AJ is a better actor than some people that, you know, potentially were in the number one number one Hollywood box uh, office. I'm not that good. I'm, I'm not, not saying LeBron. Good. I'm saying other people in the movie, too. Uh, oh, not, well, you better not be saying Don Cheadle. Oh, I'm not talking about LeBron. Just know that. Oh. Okay. Did you hear talking about Don Cheadle? No! I mean, there was a couple times. He was holding something in his hand. He was staring at his wrist. I mean, it was just like, what are you talking about that traitor, John Cena? No, all right. Uh. All right, Shrek, sorry this has turned into this, but there has been no information on it, which is... Crazy because we're a week out. Teams are reporting right now. The Bucks are at the White House. Any early news or things we should look at as teams are on the training camp, Shregs? Anything you're hearing? Well, the Bucks are at the White House. The Milwaukee Bucks are playing a game six oh, at home. Bucks. The owner of the team is Aaron Rodgers. Does he show up? Does he make his face? Oh. Does he get booed if he is? Has to. I mean, it would be a shame if a team that he's an owner of that he was going to worthless regular season games for, he can't show up to game six of the finals through fear of either A, taking the spotlight away from the team or B the reception by the scoreboard. I'm fascinated to see if he shows up. I, I have no insight on what he does, but tonight I don't I could care less about the basketball. I want to see if Rogers is there. <laughs> Bakhtiari's had a nice little second career here as the the beer chugger. Let's see if Rogers is there. Um, Aaron doesn't want to get into Bakhtiari's. Come on, hey, Aaron. Aaron knows Bakhtiari is where the bread is buttered. Okay, he right. understands. He's not going to be chugging beers, but Pat, if you owned a, an NBA team, wouldn't you want to be there if the confetti's falling and you, this is your team? Wouldn't you like to be able to say it's my home? This is Milwaukee. I'm. I, this is what I invested in. I would like to be there. I wish I could make seven straight putts to bury Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady as well. Aaron and I are much different human beings, yeah. as I think, you know, you should view that as the same way as well. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Pete, uh, Benny Volan wrote an article in the Boston Globe that his... I like so- Ben. Yeah, me too. He's a good guy. That uh, his sources are telling him that it's not a real QB competition with uh, New Orleans and the Saints and that they're going with Taysom Hill. Is that what you're hearing as well? And is this because of the fact that Jimmy Winston is throwing towels and dodging dogs or no? I'm always here for the Jimmy Winston uh, workout video. No, Sean hasn't tipped his his uh, his his what's the t- was he hasn't shown his car. Yeah, there it is tipped his hand yeah. on the starter. I think all this is conjecture until we get to week one. Peyton loves – he's the kind of guy that would say, we're going with Taysom Hill, and then week one we don't see Taysom Hill under center once. So I don't – look, as much as they practice in training camp, this is Winston's second season, Taysom's fifth, whatever it is. They're going to be good to go. They're both going to fully know the playbook, but I'd be very surprised if we don't see – a bunch of both of them, and I don't. And I'd be very surprised if it wasn't a competition at some point for that week one. Who's taking the first snap? Um, I want to go back to you mentioned the the flying coach pocket. Can I give you guys some clues on who we got? Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. Like is it Sean? Did you find out who's starting quarterback for the Saints is next uh, tomorrow? Here we go. It's not Sean Payton. Ah. I'll just say it straight up. It's a guy that we've mentioned before. Mike Tomlin's joining. Yeah. Oh! Are you serious? Oh! He's amazing. We were no shit. All yeah. I'm not gonna do it. So we don't get into Cam Akers talk off the top of this thing. Mike Tomlin is incredible yes. in this hour. I will tell you this. I implore everyone, tomorrow it, 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 uh, it goes live. Download this podcast. It's a combo. It's Mike Tomlin and it's Raheem Morris. Ooh. Okay, who, here we go. Okay. 
okay. who is now Sean's defensive coordinator, Tomlin and Morris worked together for five years in Tampa. They wanted to come on together and oh. talk about coaching, talk about their journey. But I assure you this, I, whatever you want to say about the Steelers and the playoffs and how to go, if you listen to this podcast for an hour and you're a Steelers fan, you will want to run through a freaking wall for your head coach. He is that good, that dialed in, so much so that I went into this thinking, all right, Steelers, they're in a battle with the Browns and the Ravens. They're probably the third team heading into this season based on what – then I might be like, all right, Steelers are going to the Super Bowl this year. This guy is so <laughs> dialed in right now, and he is so good with like – wisdom because a lot of this is coaching wisdom and you know i asked him i'm like in 2006 you were the defensive coordinator for one year for the minnesota vikings bill cower steps away you walk into that interview room and you get the pittsburgh steelers head coaching job over ken wisenhunt who had been there for years over uh russ Grimm, who had been there for years how'd you do it and his whole thing was like, I live every day with a nothing to lose attitude. Everything you have to do is in front of you in the day and go and be carefree and just do it. And, I, you know, I said, there's 15 years. Like, how do you still find that motivation? And I think both of you guys will really appreciate this. And, Pat, I know how close you are with Coach Pagano and AJ. I know how close you are with your coaches. His thing is a player's playing career is this small. And I know that every single day. And if I can go out there and extend that window or make the most out of that window and treat him with the respect that he's giving the game, like that inspires me to get out of bed every morning. I've never once lost that competitive spirit. It's all about the players and maximizing their ability to make generational wealth and maybe as a team coming together and having an amazing moment hoisting a Lombardi. Mike Tomlin might be our best interview yet. We did 10 of them. And I, if you're a Steelers fan, I swear, you want to run to Latrobe right now and just start doing up-downs. Well, I just want to let you know that you just said four very cliche coaching things there as a preview for it. Does Tomlin loosen up? Does he get wide open? The yeah. reason why Raheem's on there, by the way, is because Tom was like, I don't know those motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Is, and I, I think that is why I love Tomlin so much. I, I've said this before. He is the reason why... Any scouts looked at me at my pro day. He led the workout for me at West Virginia because Bill Stewart, I think, gave him his first job at um, wow. Virginia. So, William and Mary? Yeah, William, William and Mary. Bill Stewart gave him his first job. Or Central so, Arkansas. I know he was there for Arkansas State, one of those. I think it was William and Mary, but the okay. uh, they had a close relationship, and he put me through the entire workout, basically, field goal, and then I punted some afterwards, and he put it through there. And he was he was like taught, Virginia military. It's There it is. VMI. VMI. There it is. Yep. Yeah, so okay. he um, – and William and Mary's where he played, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he put me through that workout, though. And while I was doing things, he was either – he was hyping up what I was doing, like to the scouts, and talking shit to me at the same time. So it Good. was like a – it was like a cool thing, you know? And he knew I was from Pittsburgh, I think, and Bill Stewart had given him a heads up, like, hey, you can talk. Like, hey, you can – Pat, like, likes that type. He has always been nothing but nice to me, and somebody that's from Pittsburgh getting to see him work. I am so excited that you got a chance to chat with him because uh, he, he never does – interview shrinks no ever. no and and the one quick story i'll tell because i want you to listen it's a lot of story time with him and raheem it's and awesome. going back to the early 2000s but raheem morris gets married invites basically all his coaching buddies and sean mcveigh's the youngest one there and whatever he's at the wedding and he's a single guy and raheem and him were coaches in washington together and everyone's hanging out and some kid like a teenage kid jumps in the deep end of the pool the day after the wedding where everyone's hanging out by the pool 
and swims down to the end of the pool and comes all the way back without breathing. And Raheem Morris is looking around and is like, yeah, man, that is the way to do it. And Mike Tomlin's like, yeah. And his story about McVay is here's McVay, and he's like, uh, I can do it two times back and forth. And everyone's like, bullshit, you can't. But McVay is such a competitive, sick pup that he needs to do this move in the pool. Yeah. You know the move in the pool, you go and you just don't hold your breath the whole hold way. Hold your nose, yeah. Hold your nose. And so yeah. McVay's like, yes. So everyone starts <laughs> talking it up, and it becomes this big thing where everyone around the pool is seeing, can McVay do it? Can McVay? And McVay's so fired up to do this at a wedding, you know, the day after a wedding when they were all having a good time the night before. McVay goes, goes back and forth, does it. He says, gets it out. He says, their celebration was like they just won the Lombardi Trophy. The entire <laughs> wedding party going nuts that McVay was able to do this. And everyone else at the resort is like, these people are crazy. But that's like Tomlin telling a story. And you never see that side of Mike Tomlin. I'm so happy he opened up with us on Flying Coach. Yeah, we're lucky. I can't wait to hear it. Congrats to you on a hell of a season with Flying Coach, by the way. We hope it gets extended for another one. If not... I assume we would love to dump money into an operation of you and McVeigh interviewing people. We have loved it. It's really been the only show that we've stuck with that I think from outside of here, yeah. really through this entire thing. It's been it's awesome. It's a finite thing. We only wanted to do 10 episodes, so you know there's an end in sight. It's kind of nice. Um, and likewise to you, Pat, I'm watching clips on Twitter. John Cena makes his great return, and you have the all-time greatest line, <laughs> like any fan at home. Where? Where? <laughs> you should, Shregs, there was a... Uh, there was about a, I guess, two second, maybe a second long volleyball in my head, of like, do I say it? Do I not say it? it's a big moment? Ah, fuck it, where it's going? And I, I, I've watched it back a few times. Uh, it's it's a, incredible. It's a movie. I'm not supposed to be in. That's a video game situation. I'm Doesn't not supposed to be. Doesn't it feel that way? Yeah, I yeah. think we all can feel that way about life sometimes. And you've earned it, my friend. And it's it's entertaining the rest of us. So keep it going. Well, I appreciate that. My dumbass life. Hopefully, we'll be able to do that forever, which is what we <laughs> talked about earlier, ladies and gentlemen. Peter Schrager. Thank hey! you. We interrupt this conversation to let you know that whether you're hustling for a promotion, working on your golf swing, or just chilling with friends. Cuts clothing keeps you feeling good and looking sharp. And to mark five years of creating clothing that can be dressed up or down for anything, Cuts is having a month-long anniversary celebration. Five years ago, Cuts founder Steve Borelli set out to create clothes for every occasion the modern man faces. Since then, Cuts has become the Tesla of t-shirts, hoodies, polos, sweatshirts, and more. From their signature buttery soft, Pika Pro Tri-Blend Tees to their cozy Hyperloop French Terry fabric hoodies, Cuts elevates clothing staples with cutting-edge fabric technology. Hey, that's no BS, okay? I love my Cuts t-shirts. Just got one of their new hoodies. It is so comfortable. You can wear it for any occasion, whether you're just lounging around or if you know you need to look good for a, a business meeting of sorts. Cuts is premium with a purpose. Each piece is crafted with custom engineered fabric and a comfortable fit without compromising on timeless, universally flattering style. And this month marks the cut's fifth anniversary. And they're doing it big with two collection drops, a product launch, and a week-long special event. Join the celebration and get 15% off site-wide by going to cutsclothing.com slash pat. That's Cuts Clothing, C-U-T-S-C-L-O-T-H-I-N-G dot com slash Pat for 15% off and access to anniversary events all month long. Back to the show. 
Ladies and gentlemen, joining us from an attic is a man who was once a college football national champion. He was once a Super Bowl champion. Now fall, fall, fall from grace to an attic. Ladies and gentlemen, on this show, AJ. Far fall from grace, sir. I apologize for that misleading there, but welcome back. Great to have you. How you doing? Hey, good to good to be here, man. What happened in the first hour? I I know Diggs had a situation online. Some guys punked him right on their show as well. <laughs> okay, so we weren't going to dive into that, you know, but. I assumed you guys already covered it, so I just want a quick recap. No, because yeah, the Down Boys just got into the studio, by <laughs> yeah. the way. Gumpy, how you doing? At Tone Diggs, the Kofi Cowboy. I mean, there was quite a scene on the internet yesterday with old yeah. Tone Diggs. <laughs> I saw a video of him driving home from the softball game <laughs> on Saturday night on the internet. At Tone Diggs, uh, is everything all right? Do we have any housekeeping that we need to get after? Is Are you in a beef right now currently with anybody? Is life good? Nope, life's all good. Well, all right. they're okay. saying that you turned your back on your city, Tom. No, whoa! I, don't I was just reading the comments. You're, this is hammered down. Part. This is HDB. <laughs> yeah, down down I was just reading the comments. Look at AJ, by the way, smoking his cigar. <laughs> he knows. Gumpy. You dance, clowns. Yeah. He's like Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's like Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Bezos. Jeff, we don't know what his actual name Bezos. is. Bezos. Bezos. I, I heard Jeff Bezos say, hi, I'm Jeff Bezos of Amazon in a video. And then I've heard other people that say, no, it's Bezos or whatever. And those people stand by whatever the case. Our space cowboy that is the richest guy yep. on earth or whatever. Mm -hmm. He cut a promo, okay, immediately oh, after man. we. And then uh, turns not helping out. They were playing the radio show, it sounds like. Or. Well, it's, got, it's coming from back there. That's where it's coming from. I know where it's coming from. We know where. It's coming, I believe, directly from where your hands are right now, Zeta. I had Bezos up, and I don't know what happened there. But he is up right for you right now, though. Yeah, well, perfect. We need to talk about what was that other video. Was that something I, that was I believe it was a Diggs runaway car <laughs> clip. Ah, uh, see, Zito, this is what I need you to do whenever you're in here with us, okay? I need you to keep going. I know you can get distracted immediately by a Jeep, okay, that has digs and a vanity plate across the back of that thing, okay? That is the DeGilio family. And if you, Zito, if you'd like to make fun of Coach Diggs... No, 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 no go ahead. Yours. Go ahead. Go ahead, the president oh, of the Italian club. Already. The president of the Italian club in Plum making fun of his vanity plates on the back of no, his Jeep. No, no, no. Grand Cherokee. Tread We're carefully. talking about who is in the driver's seat, who is in the passenger seat. Okay. Yeah, well, we weren't talking about that on this show. You're talking about off-air, which leads me exactly back to where I was. We're not playing that, okay? I'm not a guy who's going to air the Diggs' car out on the goddamn <laughs> thing no. like the rest of the year. I'm happy you would like to do that. You can do that in your life. But with Bezos, he took off in a penis-shaped thing. Oh, yeah. It was... Did you see this thing, AJ? I saw bits and pieces. I did not get to see his speech when he landed. Well, the speech is what we will get to, but his his rocket that he took off in, real thin capsule, and then it had a little mushroom head on top. Yeah, yeah perfect. A little mushroom head so on top. So did Elon. Elon's has a little penis head, too. Oh. Okay, so Elon's big, got it. I should say big penis head. I'm guessing if it's a rocket. 
in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I mean, I don't Fair. know what we're comparing him to. It's all relative, yeah. Well, Bezos had uh, four people in the tip of his head. So yeah, that's that, massive. He shoots up there. He goes into space. The rocket that took him up the shaft, it comes back down. It lands all by itself. Then, yeah, then Bezos and his brother and somebody else, they come back down with some parachutes and absolutely... Poof. Wow. I mean... It seems like the sand dissipates quickly, like almost before they hit. Is there anything slowing them down? I don't think so. They hit Earth pretty hard there. I don't remember how hard Branson hit. I don't think we ever saw that. Was it in the water maybe? I'm not sure. He came down pretty hard, hit, but the space cowboy Jeff Bezos won over and cut a promo immediately after doing so. I didn't know he was full heel. Did you hear what he said? Have you heard this? No, I'm curious. I want to see what happened. Play it. And then... I also I want to thank uh, every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer because you guys paid for all of this. <laughs> so seriously, uh, for every Amazon customer out there and every Amazon employee, thank you from the bottom of my heart yeah, very yeah, much. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, 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 no problem, Jeff. <laughs> okay. So this is why this is why his wife was trending then, right? His wife, his ex-wife, because she is giving away like fifty-eight billion dollars. They're saying she's giving away more than anybody. And he's blowing people's money to go to space for whatever reason. Uh, well, I mean, he has a reason to go to space. It, it is fascinating that all these rich people want to get to space as fast as possible. I don't know what that means. Okay, I just, I, I you know, you hear old songs like from Prince and stuff talking mm -hmm. about, you know, it, there's always been this chatter by very wealthy folks about getting off of Earth. And the, Richard Branson's been trying to do this for a long time. Elon has come in very quickly and taken it over. Bezos, as soon as he got money, he's like, all right, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, go. And I don't know if it's like their escape thought or if they want to explore more, take over more, they see good business. Whatever the case, they all want to get up there, right? I appreciate the fact, though, that Bezos comes down, puts a fucking cowboy hat on. Yeah. Him, all right? Puts a cowboy hat on this guy. And, you know, we have seen this man in an apartment with spray paint behind him, you know, looking like a beat up. Hey, why is this watch over his, over his long sleeve shirt? It's a Rolex, okay? <laughs> it's probably pretty expensive. And also, yeah, he needs to know what time it is just because he's going to space. What is, who knows? All this shit. But <laughs> Bezos thanking my wife directly was very nice of him. And I thought he was potentially going to say none of this is possible without it or whatever. But him just going, uh, you paid for all this shit is maybe <laughs> my favorite heel moment of all time. I, I did not expect that. Congrats to him still being alive, though. I thought there was a chance he was going to be dead with this whole thing. Just like I thought with Branson. I thought these things blow up. Seems like they got to figure it out. Good for humanity, I guess. Well, I mean, obviously, there's definitely a chance that it could blow up. But so what? They're just going up. They're not getting into orbit. They're just hitting like hitting space and coming back down, right? Yeah, but they're doing zero gravity like you can do on a plane in North Carolina, by the way, for like a thousand bucks. They're hitting um, they're hitting zero gravity, though. I saw Branson floating around. Yeah, yeah. The edge of space, yeah, they're, they're saying. They're That's where like old the... buddy Red Bull jumped out? Yeah. Felix? Yeah. Uh -huh. I think so. Is that where he jumped out yeah, from? I think so. So Felix has been up here long for any of these fucking billionaires. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And, and he didn't take a shit. And he free fell. Yeah. And he passed out. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And almost didn't get off, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, well, they, just kept going. I wonder if they'll ever do that again where they'll create something in there that kicks the person out, you know, just in case mm -hmm. at a height. Eject button. I thought that, do you remember when that guy did that for uh, Red Bull, I think? Yeah, it was awesome. I might, I forget if he passed out on way down on... I think on the way up he passed it. Was it way down and the, yeah. too many circles he was going? Oh, because how fast he was spinning. Because oh, yeah. 
then maybe my immediate thought after hearing that is, what if he passes out on the way up? Like, have you yeah, said what later, happens? Pal. Yeah. Then. Oh, well, then he floats into space and he dies. And that would be the difference between him and what these guys are doing, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. because he's not, you know, going up in some hoity-toity ship. That thing's, like that thing's space junk right now, yeah. the thing that he, took him? Yeah, exactly. pretty much. And that thing had the power to get past the... I thought the balloons were going to pop at some point, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, that thing wouldn't have just taken off up into orbit after he jumped. So he would have mm. been dropped into Earth regardless there? I thought he had a little power thing. Yeah, around. and I thought that thing just floated into space. I'm sure they can control jump. it. You know they can control it from the ground, though, too. I'm sure he is controlling things, but they definitely have backup systems. So we've had rockets that go to space on, that could be in control from the ground for all time then, right? I think so. Weren't the SpaceX ones un- unmanned because a lot of them were blowing up? And those were, they were trying to... What the fuck was Felix Baumgartner on? He was in a little capsule, but yeah, yeah I right wonder, here for how did he get up there? Do we know? Did he get, because that wasn't the balloons. The balloons was, uh, what's was his face? Uh, David, David Blaine. Blaine. David yeah. Blaine. And so that, was this strap, Pat, was this thing strapped to a shaft and shot him up there, and then the shaft is out there in space junk now? Yeah, did this dude do a, a rocket launch? Maybe we should look back on what Felix Baumgartner did yeah, a little did, bit yeah. better. Let's put some respect <laughs> on his name. How the hell did he get up there? <laughs> <laughs> Out of that thing. Jesus. Have a button? Red gives you wings, they say. Yeah. yeah. Tastes like absolute dog shit, but it'll give you wings. It got bomb garnered to fucking space. It was a helium balloon. That pulled that thing up? Yeah. Yeah. Big old son of a bitch. How, how Big balloon. It pulled it up to the stratosphere. And the How how high was he and how high is Bezos and Branson? Uh, approximately thirty nine kilometers, so twenty four uh, miles they were all the stratosphere. In the stratosphere. Feet? So they're all in the same area. Yeah. They weren't in orbit. They were just in how the many, stratosphere. How many thousand feet is it? Do we Over a hundred thousand. Well, miles, 24, 24 miles. miles yeah. Times three, three, twelve, eighty, ninety-two. Well, yeah, there's what five thousand two hundred eighty <laughs> feet in a mile. Oh, shit. <laughs> what? what? Should we go- Five thousand two hundred eighty times twenty-four, whatever that I is. I did it as if they were yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you get it. They were way up there, dude. Three hundred fifty thousand feet is where Bezos was. Oh shit! So Bezos was up. up is there. Branson at that height too? I think hey, so. Wasn't Baumgartner like sixty thousand feet? He wasn't three hundred. One hundred twenty-eight, I think. If it was twenty-four miles, how does a helium balloon get you to one hundred twenty-eight thousand feet? This helium balloon's unbelievable. Yeah, I need to show a photo of the helium balloon if you got it, because if I recall, it was massive. Mm-hmm. And how did Chris Angel get his hands on that thing to do the thing? Dave Blaine, I uh, do believe he was gifted uh, all those balloons, and let's keep in mind, inside the balloons was actually yeah, oh, like oh, a ship, yeah. drone. Yeah, so that was a little iffy. Oh man, AJ, you ever go into space? If it's available, it is available for you. You can pay for that right now. Yeah. Will you go. Uh, no, it's, I would not waste the money to do it right now, but I'm not against it. I'd like to try it one day. My ears pop on takeoff going down to Florida. I, I couldn't even imagine what it would do at 20, 40, 60, 70, 80, 100,000 feet. Your head would explode. My head would feel like it's going to blow up, I would assume. Yeah. That's what took Baumgartner mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Felix is right here. How high would it have? That's Felix, and then. That looks like yeah. just like at a Obviously. store, you get a thing that holds With down. The balloon? A, yeah, yeah like, that's a human down there. But yeah, the obviously, we did know he was down there. Yeah. How high would that could have gone? Do we know? Has the internet said that? Could that thing have. It, did it just go to 300,000 feet? What would have. What's, why'd they go to only 350? You said stratosphere? What's that mean? Layers of the Earth's atmosphere. Yeah, and then outer space is outside of that? If you get past that, you got to go through like the 
Corona or whatever the hell it is. Corona. Whoa, uh, we're trying to go through Corona down whoa. here. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, you need a rocket to get through there because that, that's yeah. where they have to have the heat shields and all that. They yeah. got to, you know, every movie you watch, they got to like ignite it to get through there. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's black and you're in space. Every and Everybody here. has talked about this, but it's real. How does the sun Bluetooth heat into this? Who knows? How the fuck does that happen? AJ? How does... I got a question, Pat. Take, how, how no, no, answer happen? that one first. I would like to answer that one first. How does the okay. sun Bluetooth heat into our stratosphere? How does that happen? How does anything happen? How did somebody, yeah. who was the know. first person that came up with? I don't know. Who thought of email? Who thought of anything? I, I don't know I don't how know. anything works. I think Hotmail maybe was the first email, and there's yeah. some people that still have it, and you go, okay, I'm never emailing you. I tell you that. Yeah, that person's <laughs> you, you have no idea what the world's like. You still have an iPhone 6 or something. No, I got a new iPhone. Uh, yeah, well, I'm just saying, we're talking about the same person to do Hotmail. Is that same person? No. So let's fucking go ahead and back off. I got the Gmail app, okay? Yeah. I don't have the Hotmail app. Wait, what? what? Forget it. But you're right. <laughs> every time we fly, every time we fly, how are we doing this? Uh, makes no sense. The Wright yeah. brothers, I understand they were able to crash a plane down on a beach or whatever, and yeah. they're born in Ohio and everything like that. Oh, yeah. There's planes, though, that are the size of fucking buildings, and they're just somehow getting up and, and flying for 20 hours and then just coming down peacefully. How does that happen? How? how I guess there's oh, some scientist going to come in there and go, well, the the force, the up force with the air. There's like, all right, fuck. How does it work, though? How does how yeah. that even happen? How do we find out? It makes no sense how the world operates. You're right. So I guess we shouldn't just question just the rockets because everything else is insane. But it's only a matter of time before we're just kind of traveling out of this whole thermosphere, right? It's only a matter of time. I guess. So, so in this picture, does it show where Bezos was or where... Uh, Richard Branson was? So 35 kilometers, right, is what they said? Yeah. So he's below the, uh, you know, where you see that sounding rocket and uh, the meteor. He's right below the meteor. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's right below the meteor. What's a sounding rocket? You know. Is that the one that's over my house going, and you're like, what is up there? (laughs) I think so. I think so, yeah. Is there something up there? So they didn't even scratch the surface. We're so not why are we, fucking near space. Why are we celebrating? No, oh, way to go. You got the clots. No, I thought the 35 kilometers was the uh, Baumgartner guy. I thought they got up to 350,000 feet. Bezos and them, which would be what? Closer to the 80 kilometer mark? Mm, good call. Good call. So they were almost in the thermosphere. How many miles is... Um 350,000 feet. All right. So 5,280. I'm going to say 75. 66 miles up. Ooh. Okay, so, so no, much lower. They were not up there. Yeah, they're much lower than what you were saying. No, 66 miles but is on yeah. the right you side. You led off with 90, 80 is what you oh, said. 66 miles on the right side. I was telling you, that's where you started. I understand it's above the fucking <laughs> line, but you started at... You started at Mars almost, I think. No. I, I'm not hurt. It looks like I mean, they didn't even drop no. the thermosphere. I got answers. All right, here we go. Uh, Are you going to address the car situation? First, <laughs> please. Don't need to. Please. Uh, <laughs> Bezos. Hey, by the way, whoever's talking needs to pipe down about the DeGilios. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Tread careful. Be I careful. I don't know if this is a good idea. Oh, Coach Dix. Yeah, they got a bocce team you do not want to run into <laughs> because they will absolutely drop you. Whoever's tailing, Coach. Uh, that's just a bad move. <laughs> it's a bad move? Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, Bezos and crewmates will go 100,000 kilometers, and then Virgin went 86 kilometers. 100,000 kilometers? 
100 kilometers, sorry. There it is. Oh, okay, I heard it. That's a wide description. They hit Mars? <laughs> Holy shit. Branson. 100 for Bezos, 86 for Branson. Oh, so Bezos was second, but one higher. Because mm-hmm. he said, I can't wait to join the club. He'll say that he's the 100 when kilometers first. club. Yeah. That's what he'll say. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll probably make a bad I'm sure yeah. he will. And he'll walk right up to my wife and say, hey. You order something Thank every you. single day. Thank you. This fucking bad is because of you. Thank you. Thank you, you Jeff. You paid for this. Thank you, Jeffrey. Why don't yeah. we send Felix back up in the balloon? See if we can. Mm-hmm. If that thing will fucking float to the moon yeah. and then have him jump off. Well, the thing about Felix, a lot of people are looking forward to that. I guess this particular space uh, trip by the space cowboy, Jeff Bezos, uh-huh. 170,000 people said, not nah, keep him out there if yeah. he does. Hey, stay up there, Jeff. We don't want your back. They wanted to shut the biodome. 170,000 people were uh, calling for him to get up there and then for him to shut the door somehow and him to stay out there. 170,000 people, allegedly. That's allegedly. Are those all Amazon workers? Uh, probably wow. workers and then also all of the small businesses that yeah. potentially yeah, that are getting uh, eviscerated by Amazon. Yeah. I guess now though, what's the next step for these guys? For uh for Bezos or, or Richard Branson? I think Mars, right, has yeah. always been the goal. Yeah. Or Moon for them. If they if they're the first uh, just like citizen to go to the moon without NASA. Commercial. Yeah, so they could be the commercial, commercial people. There. So the so Spacewalk would be the next logical step here in the evolution. <laughs> if you get out there, get outside the craft, take that's a little true. float around in yeah, orbit. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but that's not the ultimate goal. No, no, no. That's We're just talking the next about step. Endgame. Here. Oh, the Endgame, yeah. Mars. We're talking Endgame. Mars is Endgame, right? Yeah. Building a civilization that we can move to when the Earth. Who dies. said it? Paul oh. Heyman said that if uh, Mars is. Is it inhabitable? Habitable. Yes. Mm-hmm. If Mars is habitable, Vince McMahon will be up there trying to run a show up there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so is that what all these... is? They're trying to get up there just to stake ownership probably. I think, I think so. Yeah, you can claim goddamn uh, continent up there if you want. So you can go up there and you can be... <laughs> yeah. Hey, this... This right here, Bezos land. Exactly. Which one? Oh, it's half fucking Mars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, wherever your eyes can see, that's mine. So what you gotta do? You gotta go check in with them first whenever you get to Mars. Let's say uh, my kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Midas Michael. Hey boy, Midas. Okay, and Axel. Axel and Midas Michael. All right, a little tag team space cowboy duo. Mm-hmm. They get up there. They're <laughs> farting around. Yeah. Let's go to Let's go to Mars. They stop there. Do they have to meet with somebody from Branson or or Bezos's? Just to get a little piece of land. Like, are they going to have to okay everything? Well, Is there going to be full negotiation? And what if it, What if it's no? Might are they or Axel and Midas going to have to fucking turn around? They'll be like they'll probably have to be indentured servants. They'll have to work for like four years on his property, and then they'll get a little chunk. Midas ain't doing it. You gonna let Axel go do? You gonna let Axel do that? No, Axel is not going to Mars, man. Right now, that's like a isn't that a year trip one way? Well, Midas is probably gonna live on Mars if I know anything about his parents. Okay, he's gonna be hot all the time, and I am gonna (laughs) fucking go after him. All right, I'm gonna Mm -hmm. let him know that ain't the way to do it. All right, do as I say, not as I do. You could have him stage a coup. You know, yeah. because yeah. Be- Bezos and Branson will be long dead by that point. No, Maybe. no, I don't think Maybe. so. That's what I think. That's what I think. You think wrong. they'll still be up there? I think there's a chance people are going to live long into their hundreds yeah. if they're rich enough nowadays with how science is. Yeah. Am I wrong in that? They're going to be in no. a dome up there, and they're going to get into like little domes that just cure all illnesses immediately. Elysium. I, I saw a video, and I, I can't believe Vince doesn't have a rocket to go up yet. Vince Probably total recall. Well, well. I saw a video of him squatting three fifteen, the equivalent of three fifteen last week. Did you see that? Vince McMahon? Yes. No. What do you mean the equivalent? Was it a human? Yeah, it was a it was a machine, but it was three it was three plates on each side, uh, and it if got. We up. have it. I would love to see it if we have it. Okay, so he, if you listen to the video, and I followed up and asked his trainer because I actually saw his trainer in the building, and I was like, "Hey, 
that fucking video was awesome. And I was like, with that machine, what's that equivalent? I know three plates, like 350. He's like, uh, about the same or whatever. I guess early, he was not going down as far because somebody was telling him to maybe ease into it or something like that. And then he goes, well, how low can you go? And he fucking just goes all the way down and then goes all the way up with 315 at the age of 75 or whatever. And then the, he shows up at work the next night, the next night, the next night. Then he works through the night. Then he works through the night. And then he shows up at work the next night. Put that on repeat for 50 fucking years. He, Machine. Just, oh. he just keeps going. And then while I was talking to the trainer, and I was like, is that like a, is that a personal record or anything? He was like, no, nah, that's just another day. That's just another day for Vince McMahon. So Vince McMahon is hammering weights still at this age, just pounding and out or whatever. I thought to myself, and it's been a rumor ever, that dude's never going to die. Vince nope. McMahon is never going to die. Somehow, some way, Vince will be able to figure out how to go over death. Like somehow <laughs> mm -hmm. he'll be able to do it. No, this isn't the one. This is the pitch shark. There's another one that they put out last week. He's... Um, he's got wraps around his knees, and the thing is on his back. You'll see. I mean, that, that's awesome enough that he's wrapping his knees at 75 years old to squat. Well, wait till you, I mean, he's going past. I mean, people are, that wrap their knees are there it is. like big time bodybuilders. Yes. Yeah, it's a hack wanna, squat machine. You have one damn. in your office right now. You know that. Pat, yeah, right? yeah, it's over there. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know what the equivalent was, though, weight wise. You know, with the bar, because each deep. machine is different. Look how deep that is. How does he go that deep? Does he? Does he? Look at how fucking deep he is. He's going I out would of. Imagine the... he would have a hip or knee replacement by now, right? I, I probably. Who knows? He's Vince McMahon. That and he and now you think about Vince and then you think about Jeff's trying to get to space and he are these people? Are they just? Do they have the? Are they not going to die? Like, and they know it? That's awesome, because I'd like to know how that works. I mean, if you do have that much money, I guess you do have the the secret to longevity mm -hmm. and success. So I'm sure they have, they're tapped into it somehow. Mm -hmm. Imagine Vince McMahon when he makes his first billion going, all right, you fuckers. Where's the immunity pill? Yeah. <laughs> so how do I live forever, yeah. you know? And if it, that is, that's a guy. He'll drop, hey, people say whatever they want to say about him, he'll drop into my ear in the middle of a show with something so brilliant and profound. I'm like, God, damn, that's why he's a billionaire or whatever. And then I'll say something, and then he'll ask me a question immediately afterwards, and I'm like, ugh, and that's why I'm not a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's a pretty cool little thing. I've only seen him like three times, but I hear him all the time. Every week. We have a one-way conversation for like yeah. <laughs> two hours two hours a week or whatever, you know? it's uh, that's, I, I hope that one day, AJ, we can ride your coattails to space. I hope yes. one day you invest in something awesome enough that you find out or create something, the immunity pill. We are banking on you to kind of lead us to that promised land that the space cowboy who's cutting promos on everybody and Elon and Vince and everybody's at. So if you could do that for us, I'd be very thankful. Hey, great. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I've, I've told yeah. you on here before. I tell my kids, like, I don't plan on dying just because everybody else died doesn't mean I have. Mm -hmm. so. And by the way, that's the mindset that's going to get you a billion. That's Boom. right. Thank you. Nothing to do with money. No, it doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. What? Well, all of them. Everyone's had tons and tons of money. None of them can find a way to chase away death. Well, do you Space. win because you're happy or are you happy because you win? I think that mindset leads you to a successful life there. Yeah, I don't know how to take that exactly, but yeah. Yeah, I just put you in a pretzel, but you're going to be a <laughs> billionaire, not me, so let's go ahead and talk about it. Uh, do you have a house cleaner? I, I do not. Why? Okay, because my sources told me earlier. Uh, oh, okay. I saw Okay, yeah. By the way, I saw it. Your sources, Aaron, told you that he has never had his house deep cleaned, right? Yeah, except for by his 
uh, personal cleaner. Mm-hmm. Who, do, you, do you know? I assume you know that person or have seen no, that person? I do not. Yes, okay, okay. okay. All right. Okay. And then he said the country club renewal is something that happens. And once again, this is something I can't state enough. I am not a person who's good with information. You saw exactly how I handled that. I gave away my source immediately upon having a piece of information. Do you have any follow-up on anything I said? Did you text him and correct if I was right or wrong? Has anything happened this morning with you and Aaron? And how do you feel about this situation as of this morning with the announcement that there was a two-year extendo that would have made him the highest-paid player? He said no to. Any thoughts on any of that, AJ Hawk? I mean, I don't have anything on the whole house cleaning situation like whatever i didn't one way or the other i don't think it matters but uh with the what the Schefter thing that came out today i mean that was that has been known publicly that yeah the contract's not the issue like that's been out there that that contract was offered a while ago i believe so yeah what, what's new well well a lot of stuff well so what was it how much was it yeah oh i have no idea oh, oh come on oh, yeah. aj thought we knew you know yeah, I know. I have no idea. I mean, this it, it, haven't they said though on other tweets like this is no? It's been known yes. that there has been a contract out. Yeah, it's an accumulation of information continuing, you know, and and there is a rebreak of some news, you know, on every day. But I think this is the first time we found out that it was a two year deal, which would have tied him there for five years, which now leads us to think like, okay, so that means they're quitting on Jordan Love. They yeah. want to move on from Jordan Love. It's like there's no real right answer. Who knows what? Who knows what it looked like though? It could easily have outs for that team after each year, basically. If they yeah, wanted to. It could have been a terribly constructed contract, but that would not lead to further relations being good, which I guess is kind of where we're we at now, right now. Yeah. So they might have it might have been a terribly constructed contract for Aaron. Uh, they said it would be the highest paid player. What does that mean? What is, what is that? Do we have any idea what that means? Is that per year? Is that actual numbers at each year? Because, you know, some people's contracts are backloaded nowadays and there's a lot of money getting kicked down the road. How that wording of that is very interesting to me. Yeah, it is. I guess all that would mean in the first year or first couple of years, would he be highest like average per year if you got a big guarantee this year or something? Uh, you just told us, I think. Wow. Uh, see, I told you guys. Mm-hmm. I could get, yeah. yep. get some. Yeah, you were saying. He said there's no Maybe it was a great deal. Hey, maybe they offered him an unbelievable deal, and it's true that it's not about money. It's not about the contract. That could be the case, too. Hey, and if it's not about money, that means that the $6 million or whatever, or 20 some million, that means... That don't mean shit. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. no! we got to get to a break on the other side. We'll have a guy... Oh, nobody wants to give money back, though. Well, not receiving money is different than giving money back. Yes. And very, very different. Very different. <laughs> and it seems like that... Some people that are talking about this situation or other situations can't separate those two. It's like, yo, these are two very different things. When I see the money in account, a number changes in a app. Much different than, oh, this money could be sitting here. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's much that's much different. You than, can't say losing. That's that's bugged me when people say, oh, he just he just lost seven million dollars and i'm i'm thinking like if you're talking about whoever a player that didn't get a, the next year of their deal I'm like no they didn't they didn't have that money the money was never in until it's legit in their account it's not their money you can't count on that especially as an athlete and until that money is in the account we can't judge on whether or not they lost money because what if what they do elsewhere leading up to that is worth more money then yeah. did they lose money or did they make money hmm all right that's the show we appreciate you guys so much for listening following along on youtube there's so much shit out there that you could be listening to and we appreciate that you guys spend your time with us we are eternally grateful have a good one we'll see you later cheers